0: Glasgow Conversations. Meet the people energising our culture today. Welcome to Glasgow Conversations. I'm Scott Doherty of the Top 10 Glasgow Guide. Uh, and I'm here today with uh, Alan Govan, the director uh, of the Mugstock Festival. So thanks for coming on, Alan. Thanks very much for having me, Scott. So I think um, uh, if you if you want to start by telling me a bit about
1: your own background. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, um, I'm a... Um, Thirty-three years old, uh, living in Glasgow, where I've been living for about uh, twelve years or so. Um, and I, my background is in um, music and uh, administration and various um, bits of music education as well. Um, is that
0: in Glasgow mainly?
1: Um, actually, it was mostly in the borders uh, where oh. I um, was brought up. Okay. Um, I used to work for an organisation called Trash Music Projects, doing uh, junk percussion workshops uh, for for a few years uh, around the borders, uh, up and down the country, and also in a few other countries. We went to Poland a couple of times, and Germany and Norway, uh, and... Israel as well, oh, wow. uh, delivering workshops, uh, primarily in, abroad it was for adults with special needs okay. and in this country it was um, mostly for uh, young children it was giving them a taste of music and it was something a bit different. Right. Uh, I worked for another sister organisation of that uh, charity called Jam Junior or Acoustic Music as it used to be okay. and they um, tasked me at um, at one point uh, when we was maybe about um, early, early 20s um, to create a project that was going to enhance youth music in the Borders. And they had a very short timescale to do this in. And they said, well, the first thing you've got to do is is, is come up with something that's going to boost the profile of this very quickly. So I said... (laughs) How about I put on a one-day music festival in a in a local community woodland sure. in a forest? And to my surprise, they went for it. And went <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Excellent. So I, it, within literally about two weeks, I organised a small one-day free music festival, and we had about three or four hundred people came, wow. um, put on some bands, we got a. Um, Geodesic dome and, uh, and 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 sort of pitched in, just made it happen. My parents ran a, a bar and <laughs> things like that, and uh, and we we promoted this uh, this project and all these workshops and things. And you um, did that within a few weeks. Within a few weeks, well, yeah. My um, the, what got me into that sort of thing in the first place was playing music myself in bands. I, I, I've been in bands since I was about sixteen and um, growing up in the Scottish borders it's uh, it's quite a, a quiet wee place in some respects and if you want a, a gig and you are in a band and you're Say under eighteen, you're probably not going to get a gig in a pub because they won't let you through the door. Um, and uh, there's really not much out there. So the best way, if you want to actually do something, is that just do it yourself. Yeah, and so insane. inspired by um, three wee lasses who were, were doing this, and they were younger than me at the time, and they put on this incredible gig um, that I went to. And I was like, wow, "This is amazing," and yeah. it inspired me. I thought, you know what, we can do this as well. So I said to the band, let, "Let's put on our own." So we did about. 10 of these nights and we would just hire a village hall in the middle of nowhere and uh, like a
0: residency yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah we, we would but we would it was a touring residency because as we annoyed various neighbors in various communities <laughs> um and uh, and we would get a whole load of our friends down and we'd beg steal, and borrow equipment and uh, and put on these nights and, uh, and that's kind of how i cut my teeth as a sure. uh, events organizer um I remember one of my uh, my friends asking me you know what are you are you mainly a musician or are you mainly an organizer? Make a I, like, here. I don't know. Actually, that's weird. I've not really thought of myself as an organizer. I'm just doing this as a means to an end. you I know, was doing this to get gigs, um, but you know, actually made me think. You know, I actually really do like this, and I could see myself doing doing more of that. So that's that was kind of how I began. Um, I uh, had a yeah brief stint in the insurance industry um, when when funded funded interesting work kind okay, of yep. uh, dried up a bit, and then. Uh, and Hopefully not that didn 't sap out too much of your it, it didn 't but it gave me a bit of experience in some other handy things like uh, how to write a good letter and <laughs> well, things like go, that that's it, yeah, um, so so i I, I got a sort of dual background in sort of the arts and and administration as well, and uh, I decided that my, my future was looking like um, very promising that I could, you know, in a few years I could make middle management in, in insurance in the borders, and that was where yeah. where I was going. And I thought I, I'm going to see if I can maybe <laughs> sidestep this a that. little bit. Let's try so else, yeah. so I, uh, I I applied and came to uh, Glasgow University as a semi mature student. I think that, I think I was just about classed as a mature student. I didn't really feel like one. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I studied music, and uh, and I went in basically with the aim of doing something music related it wasn't necessarily music um so i i came out of that and uh, not too long after that i ended up in um, a job with my current employer um sure. who are a music based social charity right. uh, so it's kind of ideally what i wanted to be doing and i doing something similar to what you were doing the borders um it's uh it's a sort of progression so I'm no longer at the delivery um era so I'm, I'm not teaching music I am supporting those who do and administrating the project and dealing with uh, working with parents and families and uh, doing things with timetables and sure, spreadsheets yep, yep. so I'm using all the organizational stuff and the the fact that I've got that background in music was just helpful when giving me a bit of insight yeah. um into into that area and uh, and things like fundraising and, and, and all, all those other bits and bobs that need yeah. to happen behind the scenes. So I kind of find myself in a position where I'm often the kind of the grease in the machine or the yeah. glue that ties the yeah, whole things together. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I quite enjoy that uh, that kind of role. Sure, sure. But obviously, you know, you, you've
0: you've um, taken on a, another role in organising the, the Mugstock Festival. Do you want to tell me a bit about how that came about? Yeah,
1: um, I mean, obviously as of... Uh, as I've said, I've been interested in events for a long time. Um, I started going to, to festivals when I was maybe 18 um, or younger, possibly. I think I went to Tea in the Park in 1999. That was maybe mm-hmm. my first festival. And uh, and, and sort of straight away, I kind of fell in love with the whole idea. Lots of people getting together, having a great time. And I... Um, I I thought I was happy with that. That was that was it for me a in the park and reading and um bigger festivals like that. Then I started going to Glastonbury as well. Um and then I discovered that there is all these other little festivals. There's one in the borders called Trekwear Fair. There's one in um uh, Cumbria called Solfest, which is incredible. I mean, one, um we went to the first uh, Wicker Man actually uh, as a as a trash band. Sure. Um and we um yeah, we we managed to get in as, as a trash band and perform and no, no, no. Uh, and and these smaller festivals really appealed to me because they just had something that the sort of larger corporate events seemed to lack was which was this yeah, yeah in the sense of community in the sense that you know you do bump into the same faces again and again and again you're like oh, there's that guy again <laughs> yeah. and um, and you feel um, I think everyone feels a bit safer everyone's a, a bit more open and friendly towards each other mm-hmm. um, more more so and uh the yeah, I thought but the on the, that the,
0: the case with that type rather than the the more commercial
1: I think it's just the it's probably purely just the numbers you know it's the the, the numbers and um I think there's a certain um demographic that a small festival tends to attract it, it tends to attract people that are really 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 into it um and and therefore For the music and for the community, and I think as festivals grow and they become more a little bit more mainstream, then that widens out and winds out and Mm -hmm. to to people that realise, oh great, that I can go and get absolutely mashed, Um, and and it's sort of that sense of community maybe becomes just a little bit, maybe a little bit diluted. Mm -hmm.
0: So it sounds you you would want uh, to have a, a festival. Um, that, that obviously
1: grows, but only to a certain extent. You would want it to get to that stage. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in that ex- um, in that respect, we've we've chosen our site perfectly because it's it's quite small. Yeah, <laughs> in space. I, yeah. Actually, yeah. Mug, uh, Mugdot Country Park itself is 640 acres, which is no bad. Um But most of that is ancient woodlands, and uh, in terms of like wide open spaces and bits and bobs, we're actually um, fairly limited to the extent, So we, we're really Working within the land and within the spaces we have, and the optimum capacity for this festival is. Um, when we looked at it first, we were like, Yeah, up to Mm -hmm, mm 5,000. And we thought, You know, year one, we're going to make it nice and even more intimate, and uh, we're going to make it Uh 2,000. Um, so if you compare that to, um, your tea in the park, is probably about, I think it's like up to about 180,000, something like that. So
0: we're really going yeah we're uh, really
1: going for wee and intimate and uh and and friendly yeah so why mugduck um i i've been so i've been wanting to put on a festival for as long as i can remember and uh it's hard to think whether that's been a sincere objective or just a sort of fantasy in my mind but it's always been there worrying away and uh and i sort of assume that everyone does this that they drive past a field and go well, that's quite flat <laughs> that would be a good place maybe and uh, and i've been doing this for as long as i can remember just scouting out uh out land basically a sure. geek out on land <laughs> um and uh surprised to hear that not everyone does this but apparently they don't but um okay. anyway um i i i've been sort of just at the back of my mind all the time going this would be a good that would be a good place that be a good place and uh i first came across Dock country park maybe about uh 6 years or so ago and uh I was out walking there maybe 5 years ago with my wife charlotte and and i remember saying i if we put a festival on here then it would have to be called mugstock yeah um cuz I, I love a pun <laughs> and i guess that that was the seed <laughs> and sure. it still sat there in the background and while I got on with my life. So it was an idea and for a fair of time. Yeah, oh definitely, yeah, definitely. And it was only really um in um two thousand and Fourteen and towards the middle stroke tail end, that it began to just kind of come to prominence a little bit more in my head, and I was like, I'm thinking about this more and more and more, and you know what? I think maybe next year could be the year to to really seriously make it happen.
0: So you talked obviously about setting up a a, a mini version of that down the borders and so on, but mm. you know you're you're then talking about the idea of setting up something a great deal larger. Yeah, and it's how on a it, bigger how scale. Go from that idea, what's the first step?
1: Uh, that you took, going from that idea to actually doing something about it. Um. Well, the the first thing actually was that that made me go for it was the fact that I'd actually now developed a bit more experience, a, a lot more since that you know since yeah. that kind of thrown together uh, festival in the Borders, which was which was great. Um. But you know, no, nothing like the scale. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, the. I did a few a few random things. I was a Freshers' Week coordinator for the SRC at Glasgow Uni for a few years in a row and did the Freshers' Fair and things like that. So, uh, wee, wee bits and bobs that helped me to, to get the hang of, right, you have to do this in a certain sure way, organisation. But the thing that really made the difference for me and um, was being involved in an event called The Big Concert, which right. was in um, June 2012. And um, the um, so the charity I work for, Sistema Scotland, we had the opportunity to uh, bring um, uh, one of the world's biggest uh, orchestras from Venezuela to play music alongside children from um, a community housing estate in sure. um, Raplock in yep. Stirling. and uh, we put it on in a gap site in uh, in the community where they demolished uh, two schools, and. It was a really fascinating project. It ended up being um, an outdoor concert with a stage um, similar to not the main stage, but the second biggest stage at Glastonbury. It was it was that stage right, essentially, yes. <laughs> sure. um, and uh, oh, and two hundred and fifty performers on stage, and it was filmed by the BBC and it was watched by a third of a million people, Fantastic. and there was a. Seven or eight thousand people in in attendance, and I by all, by no means did all that, yeah. but I was there the whole way, yeah, and it was yeah. like a project that was kind of two years in the making, and I was in a very privileged position that I was there every single step of the way, mm-hmm. and we were working alongside amazing event professionals, we were working alongside um, unique events who are the people behind Edinburgh's Hogmanay, sure, and uh, many many other things, and uh, I as I, as I say. It's always at the back of my mind, I'm going to do this one day. Yep. And so I was just soaking it up, soaking everything up that I could. So all the um, the way you go about procuring things and the way you interact with and deal with um, authorities and police and, and fire and council and, uh, in the, the proper manner. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just all the things that... Um, you know, I, I I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity to to learn all that stuff. Um, During
0: all that time, you're thinking obviously in the back of your heads that there is this dream that you'd like to come to fruition, and you're learning the, the mechanics, the micromanagement of it all.
1: And yeah. as, as as time went on, then you're saying that it just appeared a bit more feasible. Yeah, I think so. I mean. Uh, while that was happening it was it was very much at the back of my mind that <laughs> something else was gonna happen because that was i mean that was my life that was that was a insane period of time uh that we were working on that um and uh and it was only just coming out the other side of that uh, even given it another year of uh, changing jobs and my my um my working life is pretty full on yeah. and uh I I actually found myself in a position where I went, you know what, actually in this job, because I've changed jobs four times since I, with the same employer, and I was like, actually with this job, I kind of know what I'm going to be doing this time next year, and that's a new thing for me. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? This this could be about the right time. Um this could be the time to make it happen. Um I, also I thought quite practically of thinking it through, you know, I was like I, I don't have children, and that that's quite know. you know um, might not always be the case. The yep. case um, and uh, but I, I definitely don't, at the moment, to the best of my knowledge. A, well. and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, so uh, <laughs> pretty sure. Um, so I, I've got this sort of opportunity. When there's the stability. Within, within work, the stability and predictability in, in, in life, there's a time, yeah. and uh, I thought, well, is there going to be any better time to to go for it? So I think well, that's what made me just do the switch between True. thinking about it and going, let's have a go, that's let's a, make it happen. Still, it must seem
0: quite daunting. I mean, the, the thought, obviously, you know, you say if, if you don't have kids and what have you, <laughs> um, you you've still got a job, and, and presumably, a, a, have decent social life and so on, but it, it's fitting the time, and you, you can do various things. But organising a festival, you know, pretty much from your house, it, it seems quite a, a big task. Is that it never appear daunting to you? Um, oh
1: yeah, it does yeah. every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's really really exciting, and there's there's just new and encouraging things happen every day. Sure. And the thing that's uh, been most encouraging has been the support from people that, that i've never met before who've just got in touch out of the blue and said you know this is a great idea yep. we love the way you're doing it we love the fact that it's not uh, for profit and you're just doing it for the sake of it mm-hmm. and you know how can we help and uh, and there's this incredible people that are just getting on and doing things and helping with things and uh, so that's been just a phenomenal thing to see happen sure. and it's actually meant that it's not just me in, in my flat trying to, <laughs> true, trying to no. do absolutely everything and, and work it around the job. And of, of course, I know I am getting up and I'm doing a couple of hours often on Mugstock before I go to work yep. and I'm coming back and doing it and I'm spending a fair bit of my weekends uh-huh. as well. But uh, there are, increasingly there are, there are other people who are, who are doing similar and uh, it's, and it's coming together. Um, we've got a core team of, I think we're up to eight now, and uh and we've we're all taking on responsibility for slightly different areas, but we're also su- so supporting each other sure. um in, in those areas in slightly different ways so you know my, my main remits are programming and site and production yeah. and uh and then there are other people who are looking at marketing and uh fundraising and and other sure. other things all day. And talking about
0: fundraising, um, yeah, I believe you're crowdfunded to an extent.
1: Um, yes, we are, and that was one of the first things that we we decided we would do. Um, because we we want it to be non-profit, we want it's not a commercial uh, venture. None of us are aiming to make a, a penny out of it. Uh, we really are just uh, do see right what's the best event that we can make happen. So we thought, well. If this is of interest to people, then maybe you know they'll see how much we're putting into it, and maybe they'll want to support us. So, um, we we decided that the the first five thousand pounds of the project would be crowdfunded. and yeah. uh, and I'm delighted to say we're well over six um, thousand that that we brought in in in, uh, in thirty days. Uh, so yeah, that 30 was days? yeah. Wow. So that was a great yeah. sign of the of the enthusiasm uh, and the interest that was out there. I mean, one of the things we did just to kind of put our toe in the water and say are people interested in this was we did a little market research survey and it was just an online like survey monkey sure. thing and we chucked it up online we put it on Facebook um, the Mugdock Country Park um, where Mugstock's being held yep. they reposted it um, their Facebook after a few hours said it had been seen by 17,000 people wow. <laughs> and we had got actually got 843 people or 855 something like yep. that actually filled it in and ninety eight point or ninety nine point eight percent of them said, yes, we would be interested in a new independent festival uh-huh. in Mughdock country park I thought well that's that's not bad and that was in less than four days that we got like all those really positive responses and and they were from complete strangers you know you expect that you'll get your mates to fill it in, but <laughs> it was from no one we we'd, we'd oh, yeah. uh, uh, we'd heard of before, and thought, "Great! Well, we're so we had, are onto something." Yeah, exactly. So you had a, a reasonable
0: confidence when you you set up the crowdfunding funding that you get a fair bit of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Right, but it was uh, you know you, you you never really believe it until it, <laughs> until it comes <laughs> in. So it's very encouraging.
0: That's true. That's true. So uh, other than funding, what were the the main challenges at the outset in setting the whole thing up?
1: Um, well, we needed to obviously. Um, I mean the most important thing if you put it on the festivals you you need a place to do it and um i mean for, for me it had to be um mug dog. it wasn't that I thought oh, I'm going to put on a festival, and you know, where would be a good place? There's a few other places, but it was really this. You know, I've been back a few more times, and it become really quite serious in my head. You know, this and is going to be this we're... is going to be the place. I've got the <laughs> yeah. name. Um, it's the the proximity to Glasgow and just the place. It's so so beautiful. Yeah. Um, what, what I hadn't done was spoken. To anyone at MugDoc and uh, <laughs> <laughs> mention this at all so his, this festival, Is that okay? these <laughs> plans were growing and growing in my head and I was aware at some point I'm really going to have to speak to these people and um, we're trying to sort of summon up the <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I thought rather than just pick up the phone and go hi I want to put on a festival yes, yeah, <laughs> um, I thought I'm, I'm going to take what I've learned about doing things properly so um, we produced a, a proposal document mm-hmm. and uh, I I took my time on that and we um, and I gave it a lot of careful consideration of what we really wanted to do, what was realistic, what the things were, that we definitely wanted to do, what were question marks and how we thought we would go about it, who would we be targeting, who would want to come and be interested, what would any risks be, what would the impact be on the park True. and it ended up being sort of 12 or 14 pages of, um, uh, if I do, do say so myself, reasonably well put together <laughs> <laughs> um, information and... Uh, and and I'm glad we did because um the feedback we got was that they have in the past had people contact them and say, Can I put on a festival Me here? And my mate Joe went uh, to start yeah. <laughs> and uh and they said they've always they've always said no for one reason or another, but what they said was they'd never had a proposal that was so uh, well thought out, so they mm-hmm. felt like they had a duty to consider it. Yeah. Um you now, must have had
0: a, a big fear at
1: the time, you know, you'd put all this work in the, the, the dream that you had and Yeah you but might still get a big, a big I move. mean at the same time I I felt like if it's if it's meant to be it'll, it'll go ahead sure. and if, it, if they turn around and say no then that's probably a pretty good sign yeah. that I should just <laughs> concentrate on the day job, that's you know. It. Um and uh but I, I kinda felt like, well, I'm gonna just put it out there and uh and see see if it see if it uh, if it goes somewhere. And uh so, so I wasn't, I wasn't so, so invested that I would be like crushed if it didn't happen. But I thought, you know, I've given it my, I've given it a good shot, and yep. uh, and and we'll see. And if they came back and said, oh, I really don't know about it, I, I think that would be a good sign because I, I, I wouldn't want to. Uh, it's an important partnership. I don't think I would want to sort of slog it out with yeah. someone. As it is, I am absolutely over the moon with the partnership that we have there. The, the support we've had has just been tremendous. Yeah. And Pretty much everything that we have uh, put on the table, everything we've asked for, nothing's been too much trouble. Um, we've got a really clear sort of line of communication, and uh, and and they're really supportive. Sure. Um, so the park is uh, is run by uh, two councils, so it's jointly run by Sterling. And Easton, Barton,shire Council, know, which <laughs> to, to me <laughs> was when I heard that my, my heart kind of sank because <laughs> I was I was told yeah it looks very promising would be quite interested, but we will have to um, uh, it will have to be ratified by the the Joint Management Committee which is committee which is three two, years and two councils was like oh. Two councils, you say? Oh, <laughs> good, good. So that'll be quite, quite quick. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, as it was, this was the October that we made the original proposal, and um, by mid-December we actually got the go-ahead. after we would presented this to the to that committee of councillors. But in a in a sense, you could look at that as I know an administrative burden or a headache. But um, I'm I'm so glad that actually it's happened in that way because i think a challenge that a lot of events face is that they get all they have their grand ideas they get everything together and then the last thing they do pretty much is they speak to the council uh, and then the council see the thing coming out of nowhere and go i don't know what to do with this it's a it's a bit of a, a big endeavor we maybe haven't worked at, yeah, with at events we, this before kept out the loop um, like yeah the exactly that... so i think it's really uh, it, it feels good to me that the um, the councils, uh, local authorities, have been involved from from day one. You know, before anything else happened, they've kind of signed off on it and said, um, "We think this is a great idea. We think sure. it's great for the park. Uh, we think it's great for the areas." So, it also opens uh, so the it's a, door, a good start. If
0: it's a success, you've got the councils backing already with
1: a view to further festivals in the yeah. future. Yeah, and it's and there's a pretty obvious vested interest on our part to to make a good job of the festival because they will be perfectly within our right if we don't to yeah. say no thank you not again exactly, yeah. so uh, so yeah we do have a good uh, there's a good relationship there a good foundation for for our relationship and uh, we um, just look forward to uh, to to making the festival reality and then uh, and then we can just build on it from there
0: yeah, yeah. paperback and kindle editions of scott Doherty's best selling glasgow travel guide wee glasga are available on Amazon today. Follow Scott on Facebook or see his Twitter feed at Top10Glasgow
1: for more. Yeah.
0: So obviously a big thing about making it a reality and making it a success is the lineup. Yes, quite. The, the the first
1: thing that struck me was how the hell you managed to get Preston Reid. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, totally, totally delighted. I first saw Preston Reid in Gala Shields, um, in the Scottish Borders, in the Salmon Inn, and uh, and and I couldn't believe that the this uh, uh, lady that ran this folk night had managed to get who who I knew was Total Guitar's um, greatest guitarist in the world <laughs> yeah um and uh, and, and I, I saw him up close and 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 listened to to a night of music and he's just incredible you know he's he's an absolute pioneer of this incredible virtuosic percussive guitar technique and and yeah, his shows are just brilliant so um he he was among the first people we approached and uh and he was very Yeah, very, very up for it. Um, Agreed quite quickly. Uh, I mean, he's whirled around.
0: uh, Yeah. And, you know, the thought, obviously, is, you know, when you're putting on a community festival like this, you think, oh, it's just going to be local bands to start with, and then maybe in years to come, if it's a success, you then can get acts like that. But uh, so what was it like when he said yes?
1: Um, That was phenomenal, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, very, very very glad to have him Uh on board. Um, One of the... I guess one of the potential advantages of the fact that we are totally non-profit is that where some festivals are uh, they, you know they they are existing to 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 make money um for what one reason one reason or another and they um so that there has to be the money has to come out of it somewhere and it has to come from somewhere we we want to break even you know yeah, so yeah. um we we can we can invest a little bit more in the things that will make a festival really really good so uh-huh. we can make sure that there's you know there's more toilets than there should be you know we don't need to stick to an absolute legal minimum that's going to save us the the most money we will put lots of toilets because we want to go to the toilet <laughs> and find it's clean and find that there's some toilet uh-huh. roll because uh-huh. we want to enjoy ourselves as well um so it's like Having a festival that's uh, designed sort of by festival goers for festival goers sure. is, uh, is kind of the aim.
0: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. And when you got um,
0: Preston involved, did you find that the lineup kind of. Did you use Preston as a, a means to get a, a better lineup that um, otherwise you might think you had?
1: Yeah, I think to an extent. I think when you've got some of like that involved, it just. It just raises the bar a little bit, and yeah. it shows you've got a bit of uh, a bit of credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, fairly soon to follow was uh, Dave Arcari, who's uh, you know a Scotland's blues. kind of blues legend, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and he's another guy that I, he's been he's been going for for a long time. He's he's, he's a, you know he's a seasoned pro, and uh, and yeah, just another person I'm delighted to sure. have on the lineup. So, who else have you got this? This year. Um, so we've got. Um, I mean, one of the first acts that we we confirmed um, were Orchestra del Sol uh, from Edinburgh, and this, this incredible sort of Balkan show band, and and uh, they are one of the just one of my favourite bands of all time. That they if, if anyone's not seen them, just their, their live shows are incredible. And they've got a couple of shows coming up, I think, in um, in April. Or May, they've got uh, they've got shows in Edinburgh and Glasgow, but uh, look them up. Orchestra with a K, yep. and uh, I've I've uh, seen them. And quite a number of times, I think one of the years just before I went to Glastonbury, we saw them play in the QM uh, part of the West End Festival and uh, and then we, we, we heard at the last minute they were going to be at Glastonbury as well and so we got up at Glastonbury we got up out of our tent at like 11 in the morning and <laughs> trenched down and uh, just uh, through the rain to the like remote side of, of Glastonbury to see them play and they were just unbelievable yeah, <laughs> just sure. so glad that we did that um, and the uh, reason they were one of the first bands that we booked was because I already had a line of communication open because I, we tried to book them to play our wedding <laughs> in 2010 <laughs> and uh, didn't quite manage it. So you, you put a <laughs> tape on them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, didn't quite manage you for a wedding. We couldn't quite afford you for a wedding. Yeah, but You, you ruined but our wedding, so, yeah. Festival, maybe we could... Uh, <laughs> yeah, quite. So... Um, I mean they they're they're brilliant and they're going to um close the main stage on the Sunday. Uh, and that. they're just yep. going to close it with a bang. They're such a party feel good band and people will just be going going absolutely mental for sure. it.
0: And any other highlights for the the the, the music side over?
1: Um we've uh, we've confirmed Theremin Hero who was the uh the second place uh, Britain's Got Talent uh finalist um uh, a year back or so um who plays the laser harp uh, and theremin yeah. and he, he has videos on youtube have like in excess of a million views so he's he's, uh, yeah. he's he's this sort of internet cult figure <laughs> um and uh, so so we'll have him doing doing whatever mad stuff he can come up with uh, which would be great um siobhan wilson um who is uh she's sometimes goes under the name ella the bird as well but she recently played uh, celtic connections at the royal concert hall and uh and and packed it out and it was this this sublime set um and she's she's just really 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 up and coming one to watch um and uh and a, a few bands that that personally for me are going to be great uh, might be new to, to other people and that's kind of in the spirit of Mugstock we think yeah. uh, you'll know, come because you see a couple of bands you like look of but we hope that people will go away uh, with about you know 10 new favourite bands is, it is pretty eclectic looking at the, the line up you know it's not one
0: type of music as you might see in yeah. festivals, and we've
1: got the uh um the yellow movement uh, are, are thoroughly represented so the yellow movement is a, a collective of musicians and uh, and artists and performers that are loosely based around the glasgow and the further out into the in the central belt and uh, the sort of theme <laughs> is kind of playful playful anarchy and uh um just lively party um sort of atmosphere and Don't tell the uh, council the, that though <laughs> no, oh absolutely not none of that um the um probably the most prominent um of their members is a band called Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five uh, who are, are just one of the one of the all-time festival greats. Um there's about sixteen of them and they wear disco balls on their heads and um they put on a great show and they'll get the audience actually going mental. Uh, mickey nines are phenomenal gyro babies are great there's a uh, edinburgh band called jamie and Shuni. It's, like, it's a hip-hop but live and they're um phenomenal um i can give you an exclusive if you like fantastic Um yeah. so this we only confirmed yesterday but uh one of our uh this will be one of our major headliners um as a band uh, who i think for a lot of people will be a new name so I will encourage you to Google immediately uh, Beats Antique. Beats Antique. Yeah. They are from Oakland, California, and we're flying them in. It's going to be their first ever gig in Scotland, wow. uh, only their second ever gig in the UK. Um, but they are huge internationally, uh-huh. and they are um, its a fusion of world music and electronica and it's all done live. Uh, virtuosic multi-instrumentalist and incredible drummer. And they're just insane. Uh, and how did that come insane. about? Did, did you approach them or did they? Um, one of our um, directors, Kat, um, she was at a festival in New Zealand called Luminate. Um, and she uh, she saw them there. I believe she might have seen them another time possibly at Burning Man Festival in the, in the States, um, a big sort of cult festival over there. Um, now Luminate is a kind of 4,000 capacity festival in New Zealand and they were the, the top, top of the bill of headliners there. And she came back just going, they were incredible. <laughs> they were so good. They were so good. Please, <laughs> please can we book them? That's and safe. so, as you do, we, we got in touch and just said that this is a, a, a reasonably small event. It's a place that's probably quite new to you. You know, we'll, we'll look after you. We're uh, probably not able to pay the sort of fees that a big commercial festival will offer, but um, you know, it, it, we think it might be up your street from what uh, what we we gather about uh, about you and watching your interviews and things like that. They're quite they're quite DIY. They're quite into um the independent ethos. And uh, yeah, they they just they made it work for us. Um and uh, so they're coming over and uh, and it's just amazing to me. It's a it's a complete exclusive for us. There's no one anything like them playing playing anywhere near any time soon. Um and I mean people are just gonna love them. They're they're gonna play on Saturday night and it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely incredible. Fantastic. So that that's my My personal can't wait (laughs) moment, (laughs) since I knew that they were were confirmed, I've been been buzzing. Oh yeah, looking forward to that.
0: Uh, I think you'd also said before that it's not just a music festival, it's a bit more than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, We think that the music festivals, they give you this great opportunity of bringing people together and people uh, uh, relax and um they're, they're there to have a good time and there's there's just so much opportunity to, to to play around and do a bit more than than just put on bands so um the setting also is uh is, is just so beautiful I mean, Mugdock country park is just this scenic um lovely lovely place it's one of scotland's kind of top natural attractions sure. and, and you know loads of those loads people go there um, all the time. If you've not go go up there, it's a public park. Go go and use yeah. it. Wander around. There's two castles on site, and there's all these ancient woodlands and moorlands. And parts of it are sort of protected land because of all the natural diversity that's there. Um, so we want to. Capitalize on that. So it's not just a music festival; it's an adventure festival. We want people to go out and explore the woods. We want people to go and uh, uh, maybe take part in some different random activities that they might not normally like. Go and do some pond dipping, or go and do some den building. <laughs> <laughs> go and get your hands dirty. Yep. Um, and, uh, and to make that easier and more interesting, we're going to hopefully uh, be able to have lots of like. Uh, um, uh, Custom-built kind of environmental artworks, like installations, uh, kind of th- dotted throughout the the venue, and also we're going to have lots of walkabout character performers and just interesting and random things occurring mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily expect to so it happen. Sounds quite family orientated as well,
0: is that? Is yeah, that definitely. What to encourage.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think we're really keen. It's a it's a public park. Um, it's uh, it's an area where a lot of families live a lot of families use the park a lot and we don't just want to descend and say this is uh this is a music festival for music <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll have no merriment here which is hence the tagline, well, exactly. the, the, the tagline. tagline it's a festival yeah. of music and yeah. merriment and and we're very big on the merriment um we we're gonna have a uh, a, a really uh, great family area there'll be there'll be Special areas for children to do different things. There'll be crafts and loads of activities. We're going to have hula hoop workshops and uh, capoeira and um, all, all the random outdoor things that you can uh, that, that the kids can get involved in. Um, there were there were, we've had a few offers for things like little fairground rides and things. And we've gone, no, it's not about that. It's <laughs> about different. Uh-huh, it's about uh-huh. being creative. It's That's about. Things that you'll go away, you've made something or you've had some mad experience that's totally new to you. Uh, so that's the thing, you,
0: you see a lot of festivals these days and it's just, you know, you've got the music and then you've got the shows.
1: Yeah. And that's it. And uh, and one of the things I'm particularly excited about is the amount of science that we're just <laughs> getting in there. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're hopefully um, going to have lots and lots of shows and uh, and. Um, little workshops and demonstrations that are all kind of about, about science and some of them will be for children and some of them will be for adults and some of them will be mm-hmm. be for everyone. Uh, the Glasgow Science Festival have actually uh, been in touch and they've volunteered to come and uh, and lead some activities and uh, bring some of their volunteers and their cool stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, so there's going to be this huge a whole other strand that runs through it. So we've got music, we've got the fun, we've got the art, we've got the outdoors activities, and we've got science as well.
0: Fantastic. Um,
1: so it's a it's a really good mixture, and I think um what I really want to see happening is not just the the, the families going and doing the family stuff and the music, people going and watching the bands, but just everyone kind of cross pollinating yeah, and yeah. Uh, the. Yeah, the scientists ended up at the front of the gig, and sure, <laughs> the, sure. the kids out getting their hands dirty, and all, all, all that stuff. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Oh, fantastic. Um, and and uh, glamping as well, I saw on your website.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. So as well as just uh, weekend camping for those who want, uh, there's going to be yurts available uh, to hire, and they're just really nice. Um, uh, Mongolian tents—they're—they're yep. they're really lovely—and um, uh, they—they're they're available to rent. Uh, the we've got a, an arrangement with the, the, the company, space. Put up yurts and in higher out yurts, what they're providing is um, space for children's activities sure. as well. So there'll be a big yurt for children's activities Fantastic. to take place, so that works out quite nicely. Uh-huh. So if you rent a yurt, you're actually supporting the, the family's activities as well, which is a nice wee bonus. Uh, if you want a yurt, you go to Red Kite Yurts and book it directly from them.
0: Ah, right, and so presumably there's a link on
1: your, your website. Yeah, there's as a link well. on the yeah. website infocamping.com. Um but also the it's, it's probably worth emphasizing that it's so close to Glasgow as well um, that not only could you commute it in a car, we discourage that <laughs> if you're going to then lift share there's, I there's saw a, that on Twitter today yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so there'll be a there be a dedicated page on liftshare.com where, where you'll be able to uh, if you're coming you maybe have a space or two in your car yeah. you can set your details up it'll appear on a map and anyone that's looking for a lift will be able to see it so share share, share your car uh, but you could also there'll be buses on uh, as well, which we'll recommend. But you can walk it as well. Is this it's mug so walk? course, yeah, do the mug it. walk. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, t- uh, just over two miles up the West Highland Way from Milgay. So I yeah, train to Milgay and, uh, and 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 set off on a hike up one of Scotland's most beautiful scenic walks. Uh, and, um, and you know, arrive at the festival. Yeah, don't keep walking. Just stop. Yeah. and if you, you know, if, if you do that, you will have more than earned a really really good pint of ale. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to get in the fact that uh, we've got uh, Williams Brothers uh, stocking the bar, and that Williams Brothers for me are the the finest brewery. That well, this, this country the last week, oh, yeah. and
0: that's stock as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh-huh. we're nah, big, nah. big fans of the Glad Cafe as
0: well. I mean, <laughs> it sounds there's a, a lot going on, I mean, I'm, in the past, in the recent past, I've seen quite a lot of festivals having a bit of difficulty, mm. I mean, what are your hopes for this year and uh, the years to
1: come? Um, well, I hope that uh, lots of people come, and they have a great time, basically, that's a... Uh, that's the hope, and it looks it looks like we're going that way. I hope in years to come that we just create an event that's uh, that's sustainable, that uh, doesn't grow beyond its means, uh, and uh, and kind of stays true to its sort of founding principles. That it's uh, it's for everyone, and it's uh, it's friendly, it's family friendly, but it has great music. And it's uh, ambitious as well, so it's not it's not content to just um, just be a, a, a wee uh, community event. But I th- hope we keep the ambition. We keep bringing in people f- internationally, and uh, and and our vision really is to be the most talked about small festival uh, in Scotland. Sure. And I think that the the support that people are are indicating um, suggests that that that's uh, that's a achievable goal I think the the fact that it's non-profit the, the location uh, kind of resonates with a lot of people yeah. and uh, I, I personally as a, as a volunteer putting it on I, I want to, to get to a stage where uh, it's it's self-sufficient in a sense that we know what we're doing. Uh, we, it, it, we can run it. Um, we, we've got maybe a fairly committed group of people that will come every year or every couple of years. And so there's a sort of confidence there that we know it's going to continue. We know we can get on and book people year on, uh, year in, year out. We we're, uh, will we're lower our dependence on uh, on public funds uh, to, to do it. And uh, and ultimately, I kind of want to start it, get it going and, and, and kind of yeah. <laughs> set it free, you know. I, I could I picture in a few years' time that there'll be there could be a completely different committee yeah. of people who are interested. They probably they probably are going to people that are coming this year. They're going to enjoy it, sure. and uh, a few years after they'll volunteer. Then they'll go. You know what? I want to give more, and I'm in a position, yep. and they'll take it on, do what they want. And you will end up just going
0: to it, and enjoying it. I'll just it go to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, obviously, for it to be a success, people have to buy tickets. So yes, absolutely. Um, are they going to be available soon? You
1: think? Uh, yes, uh, any any day now. We've uh, we we sold uh, we, we saw the first batch of super early bird tickets via our crowdfunding campaign, which is now. Uh, pretty much concluded Uh, anyone who is very uh, cunning might be able to still find it on Indiegogo because there's a sort of extension thing there and uh, if you look you might just see a couple of rewards that are pretty good (laughs) there is the opportunity to get tickets and also a thing called Smugstock um, which is uh, I think it's one that not a lot of people noticed Um, but Smugstock is uh, an opportunity to sit uh, in a, a special area Uh, near um, the main stage uh, with a very good view and sit on a comfy chair while you receive waiter service from the bar first drink free and you receive a, either a back um, and neck and head massage wow. or a foot massage <laughs> uh-huh. for about 20 minutes. It's kind of your you, festival experience. While yeah. you sit feeling <laughs> at, like the absolute king of the world. Yep. Now, um, the, that I think there's about three or four of those unclaimed at, on, on the Indiegogo page right. okay. at Shall this current time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's uh, I think it, we're, we're selling this for £140 for two. So that's 2 Whole weekend camping tickets and entry to Smugstock. Now, just to give you an idea of the value of that, (laughs) when the tickets officially go on sale, which will be any day now... Uh, the cheapest you'll get a weekend camping ticket for, and this will be the very early bird tickets for those who are quick, will be £64. So you can pay an extra £12 just now for a couple, <laughs> and £12 gets two of you a 20-minute massage and a free drink. You there do the math. Uh, who, who wouldn't want that? And exactly? I'm not going to promote that anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a very much exclusive for uh, Glasgow Conversations
0: Brilliant. listeners. Brilliant. Excellent.
1: And um, So the website to go to? The website to go to is www.agg.com mugstock.org, Fantastic. and if you just even Google Mugstock, M-U-G-S-T-O-C-K, then brilliantly everything that comes up when you Google Mugstock is Mugstock. Excellent. So, well, I, I certainly can't
0: wait for it but From a personal point of view, I can't wait to see Preston read live. Yes, but I do hope I manage to get those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks very much, uh, Alan, for your time. Pleasure. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to that, and uh, you've been listening to Glasgow Conversations. <laughs> You've been listening to Glasgow Conversations.
1: For more interviews, subscribe on iTunes and visit the Top 10 Glasgow Guide.